It's a show, the number one podcast on iTunes. We're pretty sure. Welcome to It's a Show, introducing you to interesting people, places, and things. And I'm sure you'll find we're very social. You can get us on iTunes at It's a Show Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please like and share like you care. And bonus, our splashy website is up now at itsashow.ca. I'm Greg Shannon, and just before we get to the action, I want to say a sincere thank you to our sponsors. I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't think I properly thank the sponsors enough. In fact, I know I don't. Without them, we would be nothing. And we wouldn't have got this It's a Show on the Road. The Jackpot Casino and Operations Manager Adam Danes from the legendary Danes Mafia. You are the best, man. Adam was a big believer in what we wanted to do right from the beginning. And he knows the true value that podcasting has as a one-to-one medium. The Jackpot provides our live venue to accommodate acts like the Road Hammers when they come through. And we've been known to have a beer or two while strategically planning the next episode. Also, a huge thank you to my pals Kelsey and Blair, owners and proprietors of Open Highway Media, an HD digital ad agency that have helped and are helping business owners all over central Alberta and beyond grow their customer service experience and revenues with their customer service first and tech. Not only have Kelsey and Blair provided us with software and hardware and some infrastructure allowing us to get the show together every week, but also a lot of sage advice, and we appreciate it. One of the coolest things about this journey through podcasting is all of the people we've met, and Adam, Kelsey, and Blair are definitely three of the best. And now on with the show. Radio doesn't even need wires. You're on the air. This is Dr. Johnny Fever, just doing my job. BCS arm switch is on. Okay, Victor. Landing rocket arm switch is on. Here comes the throttle. Circuit breakers in. We have separation. Roger. Inboard, downboards are on. We have the technology. This week, you'll meet a father and son who share a collective passion for music and a rare experience opening not one, but two concerts for Garth Brooks. The nerves of just being on that stage, and we played to bigger crowds, like 35,000, and singing Hold My Beer Back, but nothing to that level where Garth Brooks' crowd was just electric. Losing it. Just sitting there and they're electric, and it was just crazy. That's an excerpt from the Aaron and Jordan Prochet conversation recorded at Red Deer's own Bose Bar and Grill in front of a live studio audience that included my old friend Kevin Watson. We started radio together in 1980-something. And my new friend Clint Oakley from The Phone Experts, both Kevin Clint principals behind the Young Guns Golf Tournament, which was the reason the Prochets were in town. So thanks, boys. And to start this hour's worth of awesome in 30 minutes or less, we're going back in time to mid-June, when my wife Therese and I experienced our first Maker Fair and met some very interesting people, including a motion picture icon. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? It's GA. I'm live on location at Red Deer's first ever Maker Fair, and who am I speaking with? My name's Chris. Chris. Okay, tell us about your display. What are we looking at? Well, this is Hannon Carbonite, who normally resides in my theater room. Um, he started off as a kit, and then uh, he gets mounted to a piece of wood, and uh, five gallons of white glue is flooded onto him, and then a skim coat of Bondo, which gives the impression of carbonite. And Solo encased in carbonite, just exactly like the movie. That is impressive. So what made you do it? 
It's a hobby of mine. Uh, it's funny enough, my I have two boys. My oldest here is eight. His name's Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey. And then my newest is Luke. Nice. <laughs> Got that by Brand the new. And it's just a hobby. I'm just a fan of Star Wars and just enjoy it. And I like electronics and building stuff. Okay, I'm going to ask you the question about what you thought of the latest movie in a second, but let's talk about this bad boy. All right. R2-D2 in living color. This is a one-to-one replica, aluminum R2-D2. Uh, three years to build and gather parts. Um, lots of dollars into it. I won't tell you the true amount because the wife will kill me <laughs> in that. Uh, but yeah, he's been a, a long, ongoing project. He's uh, never completely finished. But uh, yeah. So how close would this be to the actual unit used in the movie? He is one-to-one replica. Uh, George Lucas actually will contact the Builders Club if he's doing a movie opening and get someone to bring their R2 out to the opening. Um, even he's used parts from the club to build R2s in the movie. Have you ever met George Lucas? No. Ever been to the ranch? No. I want to go. Let's road trip to the ranch. I, you, I don't think he even owns it, but I don't care. Case of beer, we'll hit the road. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, so what did you think of the latest movie? I didn't mind it. I, I enjoyed it. I actually got a BB-8 on the go here as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm 3D printing BB-8. That dome so far has taken 65 hours on the printer. Oh, my God. Uh, it's only, okay, it's like the size of a salad bowl. Right. But each panel, there's three panels in that dome. Take about 18 hours each, and then all the other... So what about the material that you're using to make it with? How much does that cost? Uh, it's 30 bucks for a 1 kg roll. Uh, the dome took, I believe, two rolls. Okay. And that I'm doing the bottom ball, which is a 400-plus-hour print. What? And I bought a 5 kg roll to do that. And so. there's no other way you could replicate that there's thing? There's other guys that buy spears and uh, you know do it that way. I might even switch to that route. It's, yeah. just, it's a matter of time versus money sometimes. Yeah. Did you have any idea it would take this long when you started? Uh... Yeah, um, I just I wasn't sure which route I was going to go on that bottom spear. That. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, continued success. Have you? Are you having a good day here, meeting oh, lots of people? Crazy busy. Even setting up yesterday, I couldn't even get sit down to to set up. We're busy. My little guy here, he hides in the background with the controller and plays the sounds and moves ahead, and people are looking at him. How much fun is that? Fun, fun. Yeah. How many people have you met? Lots of interesting people, or you're just kind of hiding out. Um, lots of people. He's very yeah. social. He likes to wander. Right on. And so what's your favorite exhibit besides your pops? There's a place um, where there's coding that I learned. Coding in Minecraft. Yeah. Oh, he's been coding in Minecraft. I for like two hours. So. <laughs> this is such a great thing because it's family friendly and free. It's unbelievable. It is. It's a great first event. Um, there's been a big maker fair in the U.S. I've always wanted to go to. But this is just great start meeting great people in that. And yeah. Similar just, people, similar hobbies. It's fascinating what can happen when like-minded people focus their efforts on something, you know? Get all these geeks in one room. Yeah, away it's we go. fantastic. Well, very nice to meet you guys, and uh, thanks for showing me R2. That's awesome. Can you make him talk? Let me, let me. Okay, he's getting the controls. <laughs> you, have you ever taken this to school, Ben? No. His teacher was here today, and she saw him, and she's like, We've got to do this. Dude, if you're not the coolest kid in your class already, you're soon to be. That's amazing. And you got cool shoes, too. Bump it out. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you, guys. All right.
All right, the It's a Show podcast again on the road, this time at Bo's Bar and Grill in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. I'm in a Prichette sandwich. I got Jordan <laughs> on to the right and Aaron to the left. A Prichandwich. Yeah, a Prichandwich. I've never met you, Jordan, and uh, my condolences for having this guy as a father. Yeah. It's been a burden, I'm sure. Hey, it's Father's Day. Come on. Happy Father's Day, by the way, Greg. Yeah, right back at you, man. So I couldn't help but noticing, uh, and by the way, I'm slurring because I've had two Newcastles waiting for you morons to get here. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice your hat. Garth Brooks World Tour. You guys were on stage at two Garth Brooks shows, correct? Yes. Yeah. From your perspective, yeah. Aaron's a seasoned professional yeah. in his business. You had a career with uh, Faber Drive. Yeah. So you got a project in the works? Yeah, I do. I uh, got my solo project coming up and getting an album ready to be released next year. Obviously, you're going to change your name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm obviously changing it. it everybody mispronounces Prichette. Yeah. Why is that? We've talked about this a thousand times, Aaron, and every radio guy I talk to across Canada, it's 50%. 50 will get it, 50 don't get it. It's Pritchette. Pritchette. So what are you going with that? for him. But it doesn't matter. You're going to go for the middle name? Yeah, my middle name, which is his first name, which still is a little, he's using it a little bit. So Jordan Aaron. I'm slurring too. I, I just I, came from another bar. You know what? I thought you were going to say Jordan Air. And I'm going, Air Jordan Air. That, that Air. might be Air something, Jordan. man. Air Jordan. No. <laughs> Stop that, man. No, yeah. Run Jordan. into a few copyright things. but And it's it's almost too similar sounding, I think. Jordan Aaron, but I'm doing it. I'm going to do it? Go for it. Have you got demos down? You got a bunch of material in the can already? Yeah, got the demos down and getting uh, the production kind of in the works and the the record label possibility in the works and wow yeah it's it's kind of exciting exciting yeah it's great so everything happens for a reason so you think you went through the whole favor drive experiment to see how the business works and see how everything i mean not that you yeah, didn't know sure. what having aaron as no, a dad but. yeah and it, i got to see the difference between the pop rock side of things and then the country side of things and just the relationship part of it is so different right yeah oh yeah it's huge like just it, it is two different worlds but at the same time there's a lot of similarities and I did learn a lot through favorite drive but I didn't know so much of the business side of things just because I was a hired band member more or less and right now it's a whole different thing there's a whole other ball game when you get into the contracts and stuff like that and and now but yeah country is definitely the artist kind of thing like we love our uh, our stories and you know it's more less just rocking out it's more connecting with people the songs speak for themselves really excited to get my new stuff out there stuff that I've written uh, I've actually yet to write with dad well what? we've tried we've written some songs before but a little bit not much not not as seriously as it's gonna be now yeah. we're gonna be focusing Shit's getting writing. real, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're stepping up to the big leagues. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why have a resource like this in your pocket? And yeah, exactly. I mean, it is Father's Day, and it's so cool to see this relationship happening because a lot of fathers and sons don't have that close of a relationship. You know, it's estranged in many cases, or they just don't have any common ground. Mm -hmm. You guys have common ground yeah. with music. You owe that to your pop, I would imagine. Yeah. No, I was lucky he brought me out on the Garth gig, and that was unreal. I've done a lot of cool things with Favorite Drive, but that was definitely tops the whole experience list and the bucket list, I think, too. That was pretty near the top, so. Even for you at 25. Even for me, I've been, been through it all, but no, no. <laughs>
Yeah, so, no. so what was it like when you stepped out on that stage? Yeah, that you guys, like, can you describe the feeling? Were your legs, like, shaking, or how did we, it... Actually, I I was surprised, and these guys were like, I was nervous, because I wasn't. I, I don't really get very nervous. I don't know. Something's wrong with me. I'm probably thinking too much in my own head, getting pissed off at myself for messing up and stuff. Right. Which is common when you're 25. Like, that's going to happen yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I got a, you know, 25 year old ego. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll crush that in due course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, it kind of clicked in after when we were watching from the from the front house sound booth, and uh, we were sitting there with our family. And he, his first song, he came out with, I think, a newer song, and it was like a ripping song. I didn't know it. We were walking to the sound booth, and then we sat down, and he started playing Rodeo. And that's when it kind of clicked, and it was like, holy shit, we just opened for Garth Brooks. And yeah, unbelievable. Just started crying a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally did. understandable. So, so how about you going out, like, waiting for the call? When you do a show, and I've seen your act, and it's unbelievable, and you own it. Did you feel like you could own it that night, or were you just stressed? I was pretty stressed, but I, I've done these shows, I don't know how many times, you know, of my music, and I know what I do, so I'm not, I wasn't uh, worried that I was going to be, you know... You know how to connect with an audience. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't worried about my show, I was more worried about the fact that we wouldn't screw it up, and, you know, the timing would be great with the, with the guitar players and all that, Yeah. and it did work out. I was stressed. I mean, you're opening for Garth Brooks. He's. I was a Garth Brooks fan before I was a singer. Right. So I, I come by it honestly, and everybody else that I've opened up for, Tim McGraw, Toby Keith, Brooks and Dunn, all these guys, Alan Jackson, Keith Urban, tons. But nobody compares to Garth Brooks, for me. And I know Jordan's the same way, and I knew that our other guitar player, John Spinarski, who played with us, uh, was the same sort of way, too. And everybody puts Garth on that super high level, and yet we got asked to do this. So we're going to go out there and kick ass as much as possible, and the crowd loved it. And I knew that my job wasn't, you know, I, I said to the crowd, I know you're not here to see me. You're here to see Garth Brooks. My job is to get you guys pumped up, get you vocally warmed up so that you can sing along to all his songs. So here's what we're going to do. And I I tried to make it into a show and make it entertaining for them while I was up there with Jordan and with John. The nerves of just being on that stage, and we played to bigger crowds, like 35,000, and singing Hold My Beer Back, but nothing to that level where Garth Brooks' crowd was just electric losing it just sitting there and they're electric and it was just crazy so by the time we came to hold my beer it was uh phenomenal had the crowd all chanting and and singing along and then we got a massive standing everybody was a standing ovation from everybody uh both nights yeah that's amazing now i had the opportunity in the 90s to interview garth a couple of times and the word electricity i was this close to him you and i are knee to knee and on today's country in Toronto, I was knee to knee with Garth Brooks. No other person. I've interviewed, you know, Alabama, who I grew up listening to as a farm kid, and Shania, and the whole thing. Nobody gave me that energy, energy, and that electricity, and that. And you perform to his level when you're next to him, right? So Sunday night, for example, he is. He, he, this is his sixth show in four nights now, and he's tired. He's bagged. He's he's done almost. He gets out there, and he's got fifteen thousand five hundred people in the crowd. And he said, I've hardly got anything left in the tank, but everything I got is for you. And the crowd just went, ah. And he could have just stood there and, you know, mouthed all the words, and they still would have loved him because he's got that charisma and that energy. And he just feed off of it. And his crowd gave us that when we were on stage. And it was right. like, it's, you can't help but, but have a good show. And we did, and it was phenomenal. 
can I say too that he was he was an incredible guy. He came across as being just an average guy. When we first got there, he was on stage doing his own sound check, which is very abnormal. Yeah. Most of the major acts, they get somebody else to do their sound check. They're for stunt them. double. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> some usually it's some short guy that you know, like me. Yeah, yeah. Man, that could be your next great 4K. gig. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. So uh, came on to uh, went on the stage, did his sound check, and I thought, well, maybe maybe meet him later on. He came right into the change room after his sound check. Came and meet us, and said hi, and said, you know, like if you guys are if you're feeling the crowd and the crowd's feeling you, don't don't worry about it. Do an hour. It's all good. And it was just like this wow. totally a buddy, like a real yeah, good just guy, normal. buddy. Normal. And yeah. he came in a few more times after that too and said, well, you know, just checking on you guys, making sure everything's good. It's like, what? where's your people? You're Garth Brooks. Yeah. But he, he cares that much and he wants he wants you to have an incredible experience as much as he's having himself. That's, awesome. that's, that's something we've and, all struggled. And one of the reasons, I mean, <clears throat> makes him so amazing is because he's a huge businessman as much yeah. as he is a huge entertainer, oh, right? Yeah. Like, he gets the yeah. business side, and yeah. you can learn a lot from him, both of you guys, right? Absolutely, yeah. He's the uh, he's the epitome of business. And like I told Jordan for the last few years especially, that he needs to learn everything about the business. For many years, I didn't know a lot about the business. Yeah. I was just a singer and went, you guys do it, yeah, and then pay me. And then after a while, I went, hold on a second. How come yeah. everybody else is making money and I'm not? I got a little bit of haywire there for a little bit. <laughs> and and then, then I realized, yeah. Yeah. I need to learn the industry. And now I'm telling Jordan at 25, what I didn't know, is learn every aspect of the business. You don't have to do it all. You can have people do it for you, yeah. but learn every aspect of it. And the guys like Garth show that exact same thing. You know, I just yeah. saw a whole Facebook interview with Tom Hanks, and it's exactly oh, yeah. the same with Tom Hanks in acting. When he was a kid, he started acting in junior high, and he decided that he was going to know every aspect of theater, behind the scenes, all that, and that continued on when he went to college and everything. Next thing you know, he's winning Oscars. And he truly is. Jordan Jordan agrees with us, I think, too. I know the rest of my sons do, that Tom Hanks is probably the best actor out there. I've always thought that. Most universal, and that, that makes sense. Yeah, he knows everything about yeah. not he, just He's acting, masterful but, at his craft because... Yeah, yeah. He put that due diligence in. Yeah. So this is a great Father's Day. You're hanging with your dad having beers at a pub. Like, this is the ultimate for any dad or son. Oh, yeah, it's great. The Oakleys are always a good time to come out here. <laughs> Red Deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your son's got an album coming out in a year. You got an album coming out in a week. New album called The Score. And for anybody who wonders what The Score means, uh, my definition I, I kinda of The Score is... I kind of thought of something when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> you get a score tonight? <laughs> uh, not, not Not in really? hockey, I'm talking about. No. A score is 20 years. And, you know, four scores, seven years yeah. ago. For me, I released a, a record and single to radio in 1996. Wow. 20 years ago was my first, first time doing that. So... I was four, and uh, <laughs> fourteen. Sorry. Okay, I was a lot older than that. Yeah. But um, you're drunk. It was uh, yeah, these coronas are really kicking in, by the way. Shots. We need some fireball. Shots. <laughs> but it was 20 years ago, and um, kind of commemorating that with uh, an album. And the first single came out, and again, it's been 10 years since I've had a successful single. And this was went top 10. It was my first top 10 in seven years, almost eight years, and my first uh, single to go that high and be a number one Canadian. CanCon um, in 10 years. Want to describe the album to us in a nutshell? What do you? Is it everything soup to nuts? Is it an old school it album is. where it's a ride and an experience and everything threads together? It is a ride. There's there's everything in there that uh, nothing is consistent with the last song. You know, right. the song you're listening to is never consistent with the last one. So Dirt Road in them was the first single.
the next single is called Out of the Blue, and it's very like beachy Caribbean sort of right. Jamaican feel with with banjo, <laughs> with yeah. some country inflections, and it's going to be a huge hit. I'm I'm hoping, anyways. Maybe I'm talking out of turn, but I'm hoping that it's a huge hit. And and then the song after that is going to be either a song called Mama's Boy Meets a Daddy's Girl, which is a very country ballad sort of um, wedding song. Nice. And hopefully with that, it does extremely well too. And I'm, I'm seeing five singles at least off this Great. album being released. That's fantastic. Yeah. And that's, as a business guy, that's how you got to make these records these days. Well you got to, yeah, you have to look at the bigger picture and yeah. know what's in your arsenal because, you know, it's a fickle audience these days. Even mm-hmm. country fans are very loyal, but what's next? What's Not next? What's next? As they were, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, back in the day, we could say back in, you know, the early 2000s, even you had. They, even if you came up with shit, really, some crappy songs, they were still behind you 100%. Nowadays, they're a little less attentive. You know, it's like they've got so many artists out there now. It's like, oh, that song was great by Aaron Burchett. Now, oh, my God, this Kit Moore song is crazy good. And then there's a new Carrie Underwood song, and, and they forget they forget sooner than they did before. You know, I've spent a few scores in country music myself, and that's <laughs> one thing my wife and I were talking about. I said, there's about 25 acts out there right now that I don't know who they are. I've maybe caught the tail end of their song on KG and and Red Deer, and I'm going, oh my God, I'm so out of touch. And it just, it's like a tsunami. Yeah. And you know what? That's why I feel so fortunate to have the success. Be a heritage artist in in Canadian country. Yeah, I've been around 15 years. I've been releasing, uh, well, 20 years I've been releasing music, but actual music being played on the radio is about 15 years, just over 15 years. So for me to have this success now with all these artists that are out there that you don't, that you can't, hardly recognize or or you know there's just so many of them up there so much great canadian stuff too i'm up against so to have the number one canadian single have a top 10 that went to number six in the country uh at this point in my career very lucky i'm hoping jordan has the same success if not better jordan you've seen how your dad operates and stuff and i think success is 90 percent relationships 10 percent music and i mean the music is always going to be awesome because your dad's got a unique perspective you have a unique perspective but it's this foundation of relationships that you build over the course yeah. of your career. That's where the support comes from, and that's what's going to carry you through. Yeah, I, uh, that's one thing I saw from Garth's crew too. Is they were all awesome guys. Like I was like, these guys are easier to work with than yeah. any of our, us. And it really showed me that, like, wow, okay, to be successful in anything, you need to have good people around you who you want to be around and. And who work hard, work their ass off, because they're the best of the best, and they're the nicest guys I'd ever met. It was insane. Yeah. It was like this is this can't be. This is a dream. When you do it right from the top, and you're the CEO of your corporations, respectively, then everything else will take care of business, and, and the guys who aren't meant to be there will weed themselves up. And Garth is a perfect example of that. It starts at the top. It starts with being kind, generous, um, smart, and. Uh, just caring. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Totally, right? and, and it, it works down. Like, we were expecting, I was expecting some snotty sound man stage guys that were like, hurry up, let's go. Sounds like yeah. you've seen this movie like, before. You let us know what you need. Take your time. Yeah. No rush. But this is just the weirdest thing. And especially dealing with a bunch of assholes that we've had to deal with over the last 20 years sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pardon my friend. <laughs> and more so probably in the genre you were in. I think it's going to get a lot better for you now. Oh, absolutely, and yeah, I'm already loving the country world the short time that I've been in it, and I'm learning that, you know, the rude people don't stick around very long, and the good ones do. I think I really think it's the same with everything. If you want a long career, although there's some exceptions, of course, in rock especially, but right. if you want to stick around with anything, you need to 
be easy to deal with, easy to work with, and have good relationships. Yeah, and the theory that you've always got to keep in your mind and the saying is you're, you're going to see those same people on the way down as you did on the way up. Absolutely, and, I, that's and that's totally a, true. <laughs> Kevin Watson is here with us too, and he's shaking his head. And we know exactly that's how, in the yeah. uh, sordid world of radio, yeah. the seamy underbelly of radio. That's exactly how it works yeah. too, right? And the, you know what? The more friends you make, the more you keep, and um, you know, you surround yourself with the people that I've always weeded out the poisons, yeah. and uh, always kept the good guys in my crew and yeah. good friends that we keep. Obviously, with our friends here in Red Deer, we got Clint Oakley and. And, uh, you know, his whole family, and they're awesome. They're just uh, people like that, too. You, you keep, they're not necessarily in the music industry, but you meet them through the music industry, and um, you, those friends will be there for, for life. You've been listening to How to Do It in Business and in Life with Aaron Pritchett and Jordan Pritchett. Thanks, guys. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. Good to see you. Again. Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you. All right. Out of the blue, like the blue jeans, she slipped out of under the palm tree. Splashing in the bright blue water Like a burning blue flame Couldn't get any hotter Oh, the blue eyes are making me wanna do Tonight under that blue moon Man, the best things come out of the blue That's a piece of the fresh new single from Aaron Prochette's new record, The Score, available for download now. Follow Aaron's exploits and check his appearance schedule at aaron-prochette.com. I would have thought that aaronprochette.net would have been cooler, but, you know, that ship sailed. Thanks to our awesome sponsors, the Jackpot Casino and openhighway.com. Find them online anytime at jpcasino.ca and openhwy.com, respectively. Next week, we meet a man shrouded in mystery and intrigue. His name is Paul Derry, the author of Treacher and the new book, Inside a Police Informant's Mind. Paul is currently in the Witness Protection Program. No, I'm not kidding. And he's going to tell all. Yeah, there's no debriefing for the informants back then either. Like, now they're trying to do more of that. Like, I remember coming out of one meet where I had I was wearing a wire. I got patted down, and I had two probes coming up. I had to wear this box down my pants. The recorder went down my pants, and the probes were wires that came up and were just under my nipples. So I don't know. He must have thought I had really hard nipples because the probes were right there, and he felt right over them. It was a stressful moment. And then there was a, another time where uh, Bobby Milton, one of the most dangerous Hells Angels I've ever met, he broke into my house to kill me. He was there. We got it on wire that he was there to shoot me. Two meets before that, he had me out in the woods, and he was hitting me in the back of the head with a 9 millimeter, telling me he should be leaving me right there in the woods. Those are some stressful moments. Yikes. Author Paul Derry, our special guest on the next It's a Show. I'm Greg Shannon, and to wrap this one, let's think some happier thoughts with a little help from Aaron Prichette and the full version of his new single, Out of the Blue, available for download now on his awesome new album, The Score. See you next time. Another one off the bucket list trip Shake out the time clock crazy Take it slow, lay it low Blow a little smoke hazy Getting all steel drum lazy Sand on the bottom of my beer can Yeah, the only plan Was to have no plan at all That all changed when she came into view She got that needle skipping out of the groove Out of the blue Like the blue jeans She slipped out of under the palm trees I got a blue bottle of blue chair rum 
splashing in the bright blue water like a burning blue flame couldn't get any hotter. Oh, the blue eyes are making me wanna do tonight under that blue moon. Man, the best things come out of the blue. Yeah, I could get used to this. No way in hell that I would ever miss the landlocked life. Just look at her, no doubt at all it would all be worth the cost of a one-way ticket. Sand on the bottom of my beer can, where the only plan is to have no plan at all. Everything changed when she came into view, she got that needle skipping out of the groove. Out of the blue, like the blue jeans, she slipped out of under the palm trees. I got a blue Flashing in the bright blue water like the burning blue flame couldn't get any hotter. Oh, the blue eyes are making me wanna do tonight under that blue moon. And the best things come out of the blue. Flashing in the bright blue water like a burning blue flame couldn't get any hotter. Oh, the blue eyes are making me wanna do.